0: Here are some answers, or rather, my responses to some questions from the Western Mail. First question. What was the attraction of the fourth branch? Good question. It's to do with magic, fundamentally, but it's not the magic of fantasy. It's the magic of making the world. Yes, people turn into animals and back from animals. But there's something about the use of magic, the willful use of magic for its own sake. And um, that is, I think, very resonant with some of the things that we are dealing with today. And for myself as a storyteller living and working in Wales, it is a story that seeps into the actual landscape of of Wales. So Tom and Amir, where you can go, where we stand actually at the beginning of the story, we take the audience on a journey and physically stand on Tom and Emir, which is an old mound opposite Llinn Troswanev. From there, you can look around and see this astonishing mythological landscape. And during the story, we are at pains to, to bring the landscape and the story together. When was the original bilingual show created? We did the preview in 2016 for Beyond the Border, And that was the first time the show appeared in public. We did it um, for a tour since then, predominantly in England, but also in Wales. We came to the uh, Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama and Abrasdwyth and it's still on tour. Where has it been performed and how has it been received? Well, I think I just answered that. How, How has it been received? Very well. We're very pleased at the response. We weren't sure how people would take it because it is challenging and difficult material yes it's storytelling and storytelling is usually easy to follow however in this story there are some quite tight twists and turns but we find that the audience the audience understand and follows because actually this wonky narrative logic is a bit more like the way the world really is What are the advantages and limitations of having a three-person company? Well, uh, we can actually all get in one car. (laughs) That's one good thing. We can get in one car and all the instruments fit in as well. I don't think there are any limitations, to be honest with you. Um, Being a threesome means that um, we each have a specialism. And one of the things we wanted to do with this show was to take ourselves out of our preferred art form. So yes, I do most of the storytelling, but I'm I'm also playing an instrument and uh, as well as that I'm actually singing, which was an, a terrifying prospect, but it's one that I've grown to really enjoy and appreciate. Why did you decide to make an entirely Welsh version of this? We'd always intended to. It feels like a sensible thing to do. We all speak Welsh. The story is very much uh, the matter of Wales and it seems sensible to take the story back in, a, in an entirely Welsh version for audiences who speak Welsh. So they can hear the story in their own language, that makes sense. Uh, what do you hope the audience will get out of the performance? I personally have no, no preconceived idea about what I want the audience to get out of it. Because of the complexity of the material... I am just very happy that people are paying attention and it is their attention that I'm interested in primarily rather than what they think. The material is so complex and deep, although having said that, it's it's not hard to follow. Uh, children in the audience have no difficulty following it, but people will bring their own responses and people will bring uh, their own point of view to the show, which is at least as valid as ours. What do you think is the attraction of the Mabonogion for the Welsh? What is, is, is its significance for the Welsh people? This is core material for, for Wales. It is the imagining and the dreaming of Wales. It includes the song lines of Wales. And I think it's been great taking it outside Wales and people have responded to it as material and many people recognise the landscape either because they visited it or maybe they know it really well. But when you bring it home, there's no exoticism. It seems to be a rediscovery of a narrated, symbolic landscape, which is also the real landscape that you can can stomp around in, in your walking boots and so on, and where, indeed, people live. What is its significance for you? Um, Well, if that question means what does it mean for me, the answer is I'm still finding out. Its meaning shifts according to the performance, according to to what's happening in my life, according to the feeling of the group, the audience. So it's not about finding meaning, let alone predicting meaning. It's more about how is it going to be tonight? What does the Mabinogyan tell us about the art of storytelling? These stories, I think, show us a couple of things. One is something I think we already know, and that is that storytelling is essentially sequential. One thing happens after another. That's how stories make sense. However, that's not how the world is, because in the real world, everything is happening everywhere at the same time. But that's too much to fit in the story. However, in particularly in the fourth branch... An element of this, things happening at the same time, is brought into it because, unlike many traditional stories, there are moments when two things happen at once in different places. And it's an essential part of what Gwydion, the trickster and the magician, gets up to. He he does the typical conjurer's trick of taking people's attention off where he wants them so he they're looking at what he wants them to look at while he does some some shifty magical stuff so when their backs are turned he gets up to something which means that you have to have moments when two things are happening at the same time that is a challenge to tell so for example um while uh Gwydion comes and he transforms mushrooms into pigs And he deliberately takes a long time to get back home in order for the king of the south, Praderi, to get his army together. So that Gwydion arrives in the north at the same time as Praderi arrives uh, with his army. So there's no time to sit down and ask any questions and work out the best way forward. They just have to have a battle, which is what Gwydion wants in order, for for complicated reasons, uh, for his brother to get what he wants. Um, You see why, generally speaking, stories just have one thing happening at at a time. But the story puts it together in a way that that makes it completely comprehensible. And the other thing about the art of storytelling that particularly the Mabinogion, shows us is that it's not just about the story. This story reaches out into, blends with, is part of a wider weave of meaning and landscape and history and parallel literature. So, for example... One of the things that we use is Khan ar Enaid, the Song of the Soul, which is from the Black Book of Carmarthen. Not directly connected with the Mabinogion, but the themes of an ensouled and sentient world, which is the world of the Mabinogion, is, is clearly stated in that poem, which is why we use it. How, when and why did you become a storyteller? That's easy. The first year of Beyond the Border, 25 years ago last summer... I went to the first Beyond the Border Festival and on the final evening they had a storyteller called Abby Patricks. It was just this French man and his drum on a stage and he told a a Norwegian wonder tale called The Companion, which absolutely blew my mind. I'd never really seen storytelling before. I saw stuff at the festival that I liked. But when I saw that, I just knew. And uh, (laughs) that made all the decisions I had to make after that quite simple, really. What, in your opinion, makes a good storyteller? Very good question. It's about being present with the story and with the audience in a way that takes the people into the story. Yes, you do need skills. And yes, you need a certain amount of ego to get up there and actually stand in front of people. But at the same time, it's important to get out of the way of the story. And I think, basically, it's gossip writ large because... If you've got a juicy bit of gossip, you relish it. You relish the telling, you relish the the anticipation, you relish the telling, and you relish the effect. And it's the same with a storyteller. This material has to be something you relish. You relish the anticipation of telling it, you relish the actual telling, and you relish the effect. Finally, what have you enjoyed about creating this show? I think at the top of my list, and the list is long, I would put the creative challenge that we set ourselves. This show, Dreaming the Night Field, follows on from a previous Welsh mythological show, Hunting the Giant's Daughter, which was a contemporary retelling of Cíloch and Olwen. That was a big enough challenge. This one, however, is even bigger. I've talked already about the art form challenges that we posed ourselves, but also looking at much more improvisation, use of scenography. Site visits so that the sites and parallel literature and the landscape really do take a part in what we're doing. And also to to not be obvious all the time. Usually when we're commu- communicating, what we want is clarity. And yes, everything we do is done with clarity, but we res- we're respecting the complexity of the world that these stories come from it's not simple there are no simple answers it's deep it's complicated and it's and it's rich and that's what i've enjoyed